If you can't start with a deeply discounted piece of real estate, you will never be successful. If you can't get good at finding properties at 50 cents on the dollar, you will not be in business for long. This is the Passive Wealth Strategy Show, the show that will help you escape the Wall Street casino and build multiple streams of passive income through real estate investing. I'm your host, Taylor Lote, and today our guest is Zach Booth. And today we're actually checking back in with Zach. He's been on the show before. He told us about a challenge that he had given himself at the time. This is at the beginning of 2021, where he was going out and he was challenging himself to move to a new region temporarily and earn $40,000 in 40 days through real estate investing. Specifically, real estate wholesaling was his strategy there. He already has an established business in Utah doing this similar strategy, but he relocated temporarily to Florida, started with next to nothing. He had his basic essentials, his food, his housing, taking care of his phone, but he only gave himself $1,000 to start up this new business to demonstrate that it was possible. Today, we're digging into his experience moving to Florida temporarily and whether he could earn $40,000 or more in 40 days. We go through his experience, how he found his deals. Yeah, he did multiple deals. He's going to tell us about them, how he closed them, how much money he made. I won't spoil it for you here, but you might be surprised and impressed what he managed to accomplish in 40 days. Really impressive stuff. Very happy to have Zach back on the show. I think you're going to learn a lot about the mindset and mentality that it takes to succeed in real estate, particularly if you're going to pursue a more active strategy like Zach is describing for us today. Great stuff. Zach's a very impressive guy who got a lot done. I'm excited to have him back on the show. I'm your host, Taylor Lode. I'm a real estate investor and I focus on commercial, multifamily, and self-storage properties. If you'd like to learn about investing with us on a future deal, just go to investwithtaylor.com fill out the form and schedule a call and we'll look forward to speaking with you soon. If you're an Apple Podcast user and you enjoy the show, please take a moment and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars if you don't mind. I appreciate that so much. That helps other people learn about the show because that helps us rank higher in the Apple Podcast ecosystem. And I'm always honest with you guys. That gives me a nice little warm and fuzzy feeling because I get to see that you're engaging with the content and you're escaping the Wall Street Casino along with us. Don't forget to subscribe and catch us here every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And if you know anyone who could use a little more passive wealth in their lives, please share the show with them and bring them into the tribe. Once again, our guest today is Zach Booth. He's telling us, giving us a retrospective on his $40,000 in 40 days experiment. Great stuff. Very inspiring. Without any further ado, here we go. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for coming back on the show. For our listeners out there who don't know about you and your background, can you tell us about yourself and your business, if you would? Yeah. So, you know, my name's Zach. I live in Utah and started as an entrepreneur at 17 years old, started a window cleaning business, grew that for a decade. Uh, You guys can actually catch like my window cleaning tutorials with millions and millions of views on YouTube, me washing windows um, as a young guy. And then I went into real estate investing, walked away from from window cleaning. I did that by using a strategy called wholesaling, where I was finding properties at a discount and passing them on or passing on the real estate purchase agreement. It was assignable. I sold it to an investor. They closed on the deal and I got paid a fee for that. That created the opportunity to cherry pick the best ones for rentals, build passive income, loads and loads of cash. It was pretty life-changing. 
And so that's kind of been my professional journey. I have two beautiful little kids. I spend time in the mountains and um, you know, that's me. I'm just happy to help people and, and share something that changed my life and, and changing others. So. Awesome. That's great. And you've been on the show before. Of course, I'll talk about this in the intro to this episode a little bit, but you came on the show. We recorded the episode at the end of 2020 in December. An episode went live at the beginning of January, and you were just getting ready to embark on a little uh, adventure, experiment, demonstration, whatever, about what can be accomplished in your specific business. Can you tell our listeners about what that experiment was, what that entailed? Yeah. So I wanted to show people like what was really possible. Um, you know, off air we were we were kind of laughing because it's like, you know, my best friends, you know, I and the people that raised me, we're we're blue collar people. Um, we grew up working in manual labor jobs, and we didn't go to college, and that was normal. And I discovered this real estate thing, and I use the same work ethic and the same brain power, which wasn't a lot, to, to, to do something different. And it's changed my life, right? And I was very skeptical that this was possible. And you know, the whole idea of wholesaling, I, I didn't believe that it was wholesome. I thought you were taking advantage of people. I thought the, the gurus out there talking about it were also taking advantage of people and selling a dream, but it wasn't real. And it wasn't possible to have the kind of success they talked about. And then I had it happen to me. I met a seller while I was washing his windows and he was a wealthy investor. And he basically gave me these two properties that near nothing. I made over a hundred grand on them. Right. And so then I was a believer. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, what I've been hearing about is real. And like, that was really cool. Let's do more of this. Is it possible? Is it possible to do it in an ethical and wholesome way? And, you know, can someone like me, you know, that has no college degree, that washes windows, that doesn't really know anything, is it possible? And so I hired a mentor and it changed my life. Well, then I accidentally became a mentor. <laughs> kind of a long story, but I wanted to give that gift that, that God gave me. I wanted to show people that it was possible in a wholesome way. So I met this guy named Stan washing his windows, right? And so I was like, well, why don't I go show the world what it's like and what it takes to me to Stan and make a ton of money? So the reason I did this is because if, you know, if someone doesn't have the belief that they can, let's say something simple like ride a bike, they'll probably never try. True. Right? They'll tell all their reasons why they can't, why they shouldn't, and they'll never try because they don't have a belief. But if they believe, they'll get on the bike and they'll try and they'll try and they'll crash and they'll crash, right? Because we all crash when we try and ride a bike. You tell me you have never crashed a bike and I'll guarantee you don't know how to ride one. <laughs> crashed up a bike. So yeah, no, I agree. Are you right? I, had some, I have gnarly scars from it. So you know, the big thing is like, I wanted to give people enough belief that, that they could do it, right? If Zach the goober could do it, then I could do it, right? And so um, I was up late one night thinking like, how do I give this gift? How do I like show people it's possible? And it's like, well, I, I got to go show it. I got to go document day by day and show it live. Um, so I came up with this idea. The idea was to take a thousand bucks, right? Obviously I have my living expenses and my, you know, my house, my car, my smartphone, but I only got an extra thousand bucks to spend to find deeply discounted deals and pass them on for a finder's fee. And my goal was to make the average American income, which is about $40,000 in just 40 days. And on top of that, I couldn't do it where I live because I have employees, I have a team, I have an established business, right? And that doesn't count. Of course, I'm going to make 40 grand in 40 days. That's how much <laughs> I, I make so. per week, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I have to, I have to go somewhere else. And so it was wintertime. 
And so I went to Florida because it was warm, right? I did it just to show it could be done anywhere. I do it in Utah. I've done it in Florida. I've done deals all over the country. And I have students all over the country that do this, right? I just wanted to show you live that it is possible. So the goal is thousand bucks starting and turning it into 40 grand in 40 days in a whole new location. I don't have no experience, no connections starting from scratch. Great. How did you pick the 40 days? Uh, sexy marketing. <laughs> 40 grand in 40 days. On top of that too, I figured it would take me, it would take me probably two, three weeks to generate leads and then two, three weeks to, to get them closed, right? Okay. To find the sellers and then put them under contract and find an end buyer and sell them and be done. Right. So, you know, I knew that there would be some deals cashing out after, you know, after it's all said and done, but finding a buyer and having it, the title company waiting for close dates. I knew, you know, some of the deals would cash out after the 40 days, but ultimately I had to get all the work done within the 40 days. And I figured that would be enough time. Um, I thought I might fail. <laughs> Definitely a possibility. And, you know, I was on your podcast before I did the challenge and talking about this, um, you know, the last episode, and I didn't know how it ended up. And I thought, well, I'll share it regardless. Even if I fail, I'll share it because you guys can see what it takes. You know, I'm obviously doing this in Utah and having a lot of success and, you know, people can get over the shoulder look at what it takes, what it looks like. But yeah. I mean, I think either way, succeed or fail, there are lessons in that. And maybe it will, will, well, I guess maybe bury the conclusion for folks a little bit. I want to dig into lessons you learned, maybe the processes or the steps that you took and, and also where the bigger lesson of what you think you're, what you know you're doing right versus your students or what others who might dig into this aren't doing or are doing wrong. I, th- I suppose that's a fairly broad question, but first let's start with, okay, you're in Florida, you've got your housing, your food, your phone taken care of. But other than that, you got a thousand bucks. What's the first step that you're taking? Yeah. So if you guys watch it day one, the first thing I do is I get an app. It's called Deal Machine. So you guys can try it out if, if you want to. There's a free trial. Plus, if you use the discount code that I used on the challenge, you get some in-app spending, meaning some of the marketing is covered for free. So I use the discount code PIN, P-I-N, to get some in-app spending and the free trial. So what that app does essentially is imagine you have a Google Maps image. Most people know what Google Maps is. If you don't know what Google Maps is, you don't have that on your phone, you probably won't be successful in this business. You won't even be listening to a podcast if you don't know. <laughs> probably not, How'd you right? wind up on a podcast, right? So it's right. an easy app to use. That's what I'm trying to say, right? It's it, There's a lot of different buttons, but I talk about the buttons to push and the challenge. So I get this app and the whole goal is to find people that have a has a property that's a thorn in their side. They don't want to deal with it, right? It's 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 a it's a headache. It's a problem to them, and the reason for that is we're trying to find people that want a pawn shop for their house. For example, wh- why does someone sell something in a pawn shop? They want speed and convenience over price. Yeah, right. They, they don't. The they yeah. It's not even that they need the money. They want the convenience more, and they want the money, right? Because they know they could list it on eBay and Craigslist and haggle and get more. And I, and I showed that wealthy people and all people do this all the time, especially and more often wealthy people. Um, I went to a wealthy neighborhood and I went door knocking and I said, Hey, I have a mobile pawn shop. Do you have anything in your garage taking up space? It turned 500 bucks into a thousand bucks in one hour. Interesting. Right. And, and I'm like, this is a genius business idea. I had people calling me. I gave my cell phone. I knocked like 15 <laughs> doors and I had like residual business from it. It was hilarious. I did it on my YouTube channel, but you know, 
I wanted to prove a point with that content. And it's the same thing with the 40-day challengers, people that trade convenience over price, even houses, and in like large sums of money. These kinds of people are actually very wealthy a lot of the times. They're people that inherited properties. They don't want to deal with it. They got problematic siblings and just like, take my portion and just, I'm done, right? Siblings living in the house, drug issues, like they just don't want to be you know, bothered with it. Have to fly in out of state. People that are, you know, retired landlords, they don't want to deal with it. Problematic tenants. You know, that was the stand that I was working for in washing windows. He's like, oh, I got these two rentals. I haven't collected rent in four months. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) He didn't care. He had two multi-million dollar development projects going on to him. And, you know, $1,500 a month was not worth his time. Mm -hmm. It was at one point, but it wasn't anymore. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to find those people. And so the reason we use Deal Machine is as you're driving through these neighborhoods, you're looking for those houses that have physical signs of neglect because the owner doesn't care, right? There's peeling paint, there's curling shingles, the yard's out of control. They look vacant. They look abandoned. They are vacant. They are abandoned. That's what we're looking for. So with the Deal Machine app, your Google Maps, right? And you're tracking where you're at. It's highlighting the road where you've already driven and it gives you dates and like, like all the analytics behind it. It's amazing. Right. So you're driving down the neighborhood and you go, oh, there's an ugly house. You literally touch the house on the map and it uploads all the owner's info. Great. So it mailing shows address. you shows you who they are. Like you said, your mailing address, last sale. Property address, last sale, dates. You can pull comps. You can do everything you need to do with that app. Right. You can start start sending postcards. You get phone numbers. You can send a text message. You can call them. Right. It does everything right there within the app. I didn't use everything within the app because there's a few other systems that are faster. Right. But that is how I started because my goal was to find someone fast that wanted speed and convenience over price. That's what I did day one. And that was a majority of what I did is driving around and then calling. Okay. Okay. So, how much driving around, calling did it take you to get that first real lead or, or so day four prospect? Day four, I got a hold of three sellers that turned into five deals. Okay. Whoa. Okay. So what's how that how that math worked out? <laughs> day four, I was like sobbing, dude. Like if you guys would watch just one day, watch day four. Like I I remember I prayed before I went. I said, God, please put a stand in my life. Cause Stan gave me belief that it was possible. It's like I want to help people with this. I'm making a huge investment with my time. I'm not going to see my family for a whole month. Like I really want this to be a success. I want to show people and give them that gift of belief and confidence that if Zach can do it, I can do it. And I called a guy that day was so cool. So I had driven a lot and I had called a little bit, but I had like, I had driven a lot in those first few days, building a list to call. Right. And then I had also been networking, finding the other wholesalers, trading cash buyers because I needed cash buyers to sell the deals to, getting a title company, contracts. Like I had to do it all. So the first, first couple of days, that's what I was doing, just a major scramble. It was, un, it was unorganized, organized madness, right? <laughs> Is what it was. And then day four, I really sat down and started calling that evening super heavily. I got a hold of a guy named Jerry. And I, and you guys can hear the conversation. It's recorded. You can go watch it day four. And I said, Jerry, how's it going? Or I was like, hi, I'm not sure if I have the right number. Trying to get a hold of the owner of XYZ address. And he's like, honey, do we own the house at blah, blah, blah? But in my head, I'm like, hey, he owns a lot of rentals. He has no idea which ones he owns, right? And I said, yeah, well, my name's Zach. It's okay. It, you know, I'm just looking for a, a piece of property or, or, or property that I could buy, maybe need some love. You know, do you have anything that you would like to sell? 
He's like, oh, a matter of fact, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, great. Tell me about him, you know? And he's got these two properties. They're completely remodeled. They're rentals. And he's like, I'd love to sell them. I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome. You know, I'm an investor. I'm trying to get them at a discount. You might actually make more money if you list them with a real estate agent and just squeeze out as much as you can. I might not be a fit for you. I'm talking him out of it, right? Yeah. You know what he says? I don't care. It's his exact words. <laughs> his exact words. Did you watch it? How do you know that? No, I didn't. That's just, uh, I feel like you're leading me down the path here. <laughs> well, you got it. He said, I don't care. He, he literally said, I don't care. You guys can hear it. And it's proof that there are people that want speed and convenience over price. And it was the coolest appointment you know, I've had in a long time. Went to his house that night. We signed three contracts, not just two. We signed three. And he told me I was there for almost four hours, wow. right? Um, they asked not to be recorded, so I didn't get an interview to do that. But I did have him and his wife on my podcast after I got home. Nice. But Jerry was a wonderful man, and he told told his story of how he'd wheeled and dealed and hustled all of his real estate deals and loved what I was doing. And I told him that I was what my challenge was. And he's like, that's incredible. <laughs> and he loved it. And he told me he was dying of cancer. Oh, man. And he said, you know, here's these, these properties and I'm selling them because my wife is more incapable of taking care of our portfolio, but these ones are far and I don't want to deal with them. I'd rather they go to someone that I like and I'd rather just be done with them and I can spend my last days with my family and not worrying about listing them with an agent. Yeah. So we cried, we hugged, right? And I got these incredible deals and I was a wreck, dude. I got back to the car and I was just sobbing, right? Because it's like, Everything that I had prayed for happened. It happened so fast, you know. And then I got a hold of a couple more people that day that turned into contracts, you know, over the next couple of days. But it was, it was a pretty, pretty incredible, incredible experience for sure. Wow. So is Jerry still alive today? He's not. He has passed. Oh, that's a bummer. Wow. It is. But I got to. If you guys want to go see, it's. Um, Jerry Tidwell, he's on my podcast, Driving for Dollars Mastery. So you can, you know, you can go hear him tell his stories and be on my podcast. He's a good man. Wow. Well, that is that is something. So pushing forward as you keep going, how many deals did you wind up closing? Did you have any like fall through at the last minute? I mean, it's, let's uh, keep pushing through the the <laughs> the forty days here. Yeah. So I can just break down all of the deals that I did total. Right. So. I got seven total properties under contract. Okay. Two of them I couldn't find buyers for, um, or like during the inspection process, we discovered major issues with the house that I didn't see when we initially put them under contract. So, most people's number one question when they heard about this process is what happens if you put a property under contract to purchase and you want to sign it and you can't buy it for whatever reason, or someone else doesn't want to buy it for whatever reason? What do you do? Well, you can cancel the contract risk-free if you do it within the inspection period, right? And I'm not a, you know, the smartest construction guy. I have some construction background. I framed houses, did finished carpentry as a teenager, but you know, I'm not a general contractor or anything. But like one of the deals that we had to cancel, there was a tree and it was lifting up the cement on the patio, and all the water was going into the the foundation, and it was mm. cinder block. So it was actually getting water and there was actually a bunch of mold that you couldn't see on the inside, but there was a ton of mold in the house. And so there was major issues there with the tree and the tree was close enough that I'm sure the roots were going to mess up the foundation. And so 
there was lots of things that I, I didn't understand, but when my cash buyers came to inspect it, they educated me on and I was under contract too high. So I had to cancel. So of the seven, two got canceled, right? Of those other five, two of them, right? I said, I got three with Jerry, right? Two of those properties I actually kept as rentals. Um, it has nothing to do with the 40 day challenge. I was supposed to make 40 grand cash, right? But and uh, you actually hear me on the sh- on the forty day challenge talking to my mentor. I was like, dude, these two properties are the best rentals. I have to buy them. And he's like, it's not your goal. You make enough money. You don't need more rentals. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what do I do here? But then I got some more contracts. I was like, ah, I'll just buy them, whatever, right? But I the two that I bought, I bought them for about fifty five thousand dollars each. Um, they're worth about one hundred and ten thousand each. And uh, they rent for like 800 bucks a month. Decent little rentals, you know, little single families. And it's like, oh, these are great ones to hold on to for the long term, right? They're completely remodeled. They're just fantastic. I doubled my net worth overnight, right? Like, why not? So I, I bought those two, the third of Jerry's. I assigned the purchase contract for 10 grand. So I just sold a piece of paper for 10 grand, zero risk, like a couple hours of my time, right? Talking to Jerry and put a lockbox on the property and sent people to go look at it. So like no time at all. And then the next two, uh, the next one was two siblings that inherited the property and, and they needed to go through the probate process, meaning uh, the paperwork for the inheritance hadn't worked out. Tons of deferred maintenance. The dad had started a bunch of projects before he'd passed away and never finished any of them. You know, I remember driving by doing drive for dollars. It's like, eh, that one's good. It's like half the house is painted. <laughs> Literally half the house is painted. <laughs> and his ex-fiance was living in the house, trying to fight the, the children on who gets the money, right? Problematic inheritance situations. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of stuff that you have to deal with and help navigate and kind of be the mediator, you know? So you get... Don't have, like, you have to solve the problems, right? Get everybody on the same page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we, we made 30 grand on that one. I sold a piece of paper for $30,000 on that one, right? Isn't that how much I made? Yeah, 30. And um, then the last one was, it was single family, really run down. Uh, she lived there. She had major code violations on the property and helped her with her situation. And that one we made, I think, 53,000. So somewhere around there, right? Because that puts, yeah, 93,000 is where we ended up. So yeah, so $53,000 on that last deal. So um, blew the goal out of the water in more ways than just the 40 grand. I got two rentals with over 100 grand in equity. You know, if you count how much I had in value in the rentals plus the cash I made, it was about, about $200,000 that I generated in that 40 days. Man, wow. So that's, Big time. That's a lot of production in 40 days. So your your goal here was to show people what can be done. And if you do the right things and think the right thoughts and all that kind of a thing. But you know, I think your your results are 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 not typical. It's not what a lot of people would do. Not to say it's not possible that you cheated or anything like that, but you took different actions, had different thoughts. And I'd like to dig into what did you do right? What did you do that most people wouldn't do? You have a book over your right shoulder. It's called Multifamily Millions. Yep. And that book, there's a there is a paragraph in there that clicked for me. So I had been studying, I had been studying for months, years, 
I'd read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is also on your shelf when yes, I was 14 <laughs> years old. Nice. Um, so when I was 14, I was mowing lawns with my dad, right? Grew up blue collar. We were mowing lawns after he worked, you know, mom waited tables and we worked. And I remember asking my dad, like, dad, like how much money do these people make? You know, we're cleaning mansions. We're working for wealthy, wealthy people and they're not cleaning, but, but mowing lawns. And, and I'm like, why do they have money? Like, why is no one mowing our lawn? You know, why am I mowing lawns after work and after school, you know? And He's like, I don't know. Ask my rich friend. And his name's Clint. So I was like, well, Clint's not rich. He drives a beat up old truck. He's like, no, he's just cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so I reached out to Clint. Him. Yeah. Clint has a bunch of rentals, right? He now is in a multifamily. He owns a bunch of, of rentals now to this point, but he was building his portfolio at that point. And he gave me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad as a gift. So I read that at 14. My brain started clicking, right? What is how do I make money? How do I change my situation? So I started my first business when I was 17, put me on that path. But while I was washing windows, I was like, this isn't enough. I'm not living up to my expectations. I'd want to be wealthy. This is not getting me there. I had, you know, did a, a house hack. Basically, I bought a duplex living in one side, renting the other when I'm in my early 20s and I first married. And then I had all these obstacles to buy more. So I'm like, well, maybe I flip houses. Maybe I do wholesaling. Like I'm thinking, like, how do I become successful? And I tried flipping. I'd done a little bit of wholesaling, like what I use the strategy in the 40 day challenge. But what is it that makes me so successful to answer your question? Right. I'm going about this in a roundabout way, but I wanted some context here because there were so many obstacles to get to where I'm at, to where I could go out in 40 days and make what most people make, you know, in four years. And um, what was it that shifted? So that book, Multifamily Millions, there's a paragraph in there that says, real estate investing is marketing and our product is real estate. If you can get that between your two ears, you will not be in business for long. What he's saying is if you can't start with a deeply discounted piece of real estate, you will never be successful. If you can't get good at finding properties at 50 cents on the dollar, you will not be in business for long. How do you do that? You do that by having a step-by-step -step process that you can do to find discounted deals, right? When I met uh, Stan Nielsen, when I was washing his windows, right? I got a property at, at huge discount. You have to be a dummy not to make a lot of money when you get properties <laughs> at that much of a discount. I don't care if you wholesale them. I don't care if you flip them. I don't care if you do lease options. I don't care if you house hack. I don't care what strategy you use if you get discounted houses on a lot of them, you're going to be wealthy, right? And so I was like, well, how do I get houses at a discount? Because multifamily millions, I'm learning about doing giant multifamily syndications. Well, if it's true for multifamily, it's true for single family. It doesn't, count, it doesn't matter if it's mobile homes. It doesn't matter if it's raw land. You got to start at a discount, right? Buy low, sell high. It's been said a million ways. So I started thinking like, how, am I, how, how have I found my deals? I had found some deals through going to the city um, and to the county office buildings and getting free lists. People that were filing evictions, right? Public records, people are filing divorce, people that had code violations on their properties, people that um, were defaulting on their taxes, right? Any of those signs that potentially they would, if they do want to sell, they'd rather sell for speed and convenience over price. And I was sending postcards and I was cold calling and I was finding a few but I was finding more competition than deals, right? But what has separated me from other investors to have this kind of success, and not only myself, but my students, there's two things. 
First, I found a strategy that avoids all competition. No one is building my exact same list. When I drive around and find those ugly houses, sure, other people are doing it because I'm teaching them, right? But they're not building the exact same list on the exact same timeline. I'm not calling them on the exact same day. For example, if you're calling the tax delinquent, it gets released once a year and everyone's bombarding it at the same time. (laughs) Sure. Right? But no one has my exact same list on the exact same dates, right? I'm proactively changing my life. I have a system that I'm in control of and I can build wealth as I choose to do the work. It's not dependent on other people. It's dependent on me and my work ethic in my hands. And that's what was the big difference is that process. The second one is I started helping other people. So the only reason I started teaching this stuff was I read a, a, um, or I did a self-help journal. It's called Living Your Best Year Ever. And the first hundred pages of this journal is actually like a book. And it helps you create three big goals for the year. And it talks about who you have to be, who you have to become to achieve that goal. And the one goal that I had made, one of the goals was a financial goal. And I wanted to generate a million bucks, which was a little over double what I'd done the year before. And in there, it said I had to give away whatever I want to receive. If I want love, I give love. If I want money, I give money. So I'm like, babe, sweetie, we, we got to give away a million bucks this year. <laughs> she's like, you're crazy, um, but she's amazing and so supportive. And she's like, well, how do we do that? Right? Because we don't have a million bucks. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to make a million bucks. I know it doesn't make sense, but it goes along with my core values. Like, you know, if you want to, if you want to receive, you have to give. You reap what you sow. Right. And so I, I was like, well, what do we do? And it was actually my wife's idea. And she's like, well, you're really good at teaching. Why don't you just teach what made us a half a million and bless lives that way? So I was like, it's genius. Let's find 10 people and teach exactly what I'm doing, which is how to find deeply discounted deals through driving for dollars. So I started teaching 10 people. My very first student, Michael McLeish, in a year and a half, he texted me, he knew the goal. Everyone knew the goal. It's like, I want a million dollars between the 10 of you. And he texted me in a year and a half, I've now hit a million dollars alone from what you taught me. <laughs> nice. Right. And like Scott Dallinger, his first deal, $113,000 was first deal, right? Blew all my deals out of the water. I was like, holy crap, dude. Like, this is insane. Right. And, but the cool thing is, the more I taught them, the more questions I got, the better that our system became. That's why I call it driving for dollars mastery because of the systems and processes to, to get as much as possible as fast as possible. So the reason that, that I'm getting such amazing results from this and why I got such great results on the 40-day challenge, it's a conglomerate of not only doing it myself and implementing it, but helping people implement it all across the country. Because after those first 10, I became addicted to it. I wanted to help more. And the more I helped, the better I got at this. And, and so you know, this system, this driving for dollars mastery system is not just you know, get deal machine and add a few properties. It's exactly how we're calling our scripts you know, how many times we dial it, the dialing platform that we use, the postcard, the postcard template, how often you send them, the texting, the texting template, how often, right? Our negotiation strategy, how we negotiate, our disposition process, how we work with our end buyers. The whole entire process became so dialed in because we had to figure out a way to get them money as fast as possible, right? And the more I served and gave to those students, the better that I got and the more fulfillment I got from it as well. And so, you know, you asked me like, why am I getting such good results? And it, it's a combination of those two things. Wow. Interesting. Well, the best, they say the best way to learn is to teach someone else, whatever topic. And I think that definitely applies to real estate investing. It's great to hear that your venture was successful right now. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. 
The first step to growing your wealth is tracking your wealth, income, spending, and everything else about your finances. You can start tracking your wealth for free and get six free months of wealth advisory with personal capital by going to escapingwallstreet.com and using our link. Create your free account today and automate the way you track your money. Personal capital is my preferred way to track my finances, and now we're making that available for listeners. Terms and conditions apply. See the personal capital website for details. Once again, to get the offer, go to escapingwallstreet.com and use our link. Back to the show. All right, Zach, I've got three questions I ask every guest on the show, but you've been on the show before and you've answered those questions. I've got three new ones for you. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. Great. What is your first one? What is your favorite book, whether business or personal enjoyment? Um, lots of them, but you, you know, you actually just said teach to learn. And one of my favorite books that sits right here on my desk, it's uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People mm. by Stephen Covey. So many things in there I use and I love. But one of the things that says if you want to retain what you read, you you read it to teach it. So I do that. I actually take notes in the front of all my self-improvement books and, and education books that I'm reading. And I take notes and I do teach it. I do podcasts. I do you know TikToks on it, but I also buy books every month for my team. And during our team meetings, we have to do a gold nugget share of something that we learned or we educated ourselves on from our books or from a podcast. And so it's an opportunity for me to also pour into them and selfishly to retain. <laughs> so yeah. nice, nice. Great I book. love that. That's great. So we had the uh, the first question. Now we move on to number two. What is an indispensable tool, piece of software, technology system, something in your business that you just could not possibly live without? Yeah, deal machine. So I mentioned it in the podcast. The funny thing is I actually had a $50,000 deposit with an app development company to develop something similar. And I was just giving back and speaking at one of my mentors' events about the driving for dollars that I had doing before I was really even a coach. And Deal Machine, the owners of Deal Machine approached me and said, like, hey, why aren't you using our app? And I said, well, your app sucks. (laughs) (laughs) In the kindest, kindest way you can. And I gave them a, a list of three things that the app needed before I could use it and it would work. And they came through. And I actually... um about every every other week, I sit down with their uh, product development team and go over the the parts of the app that we use that we like, why, um, and and they run all upgrades past me as well. And so it's, I got my money back and said, "Great, I don't want to own an app company. I just want to make money doing driving for dollars." Thank you for having the tech that you know my business needs. So deal machine by far. Awesome, that's a lot of fun. Third one. Where is a place you're excited to go next year in 2023? Italy. <laughs> Love Italy. Where are you going? You um, I'm actually going. I'm actually going for my wife's 30th. I surprised her with a, a trip to Italy. So that's actually this year. I think your question was more like, where am I going with my business, not destinations? We're right? going destination, but if you have something there going with your business, I'd love to hear it. Um, well, just continue to help more people with with driving for dollars mastery, right? Whether it's just my free content or helping students, but you know, I, I travel a lot now, um, which I've always been super adventurous. So I always have trips. I went to nice. Hawaii like twice this year, and going to Italy and like um, Alaska and all over the place. So so grateful for for what real estate provides to have that kind of freedom. That's awesome, man. Do you know where in Italy you're going this year? Yeah, we're going to fly into Rome 
And then I'm super excited to go see Pompeii. I think it's the craziest story and like such cool history. Um, so we're going to go do that. I'm going to climb Mount Vesuvius. Now I'm a big time backpacker. So I'd love anywhere I can go hike a mountain. I'm like, oh, cool. Let's go do that. You know, so that's going to be really cool. We're just going to go hit those two areas. Awesome. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and coming back on the show and congratulations on the success of your venture. If folks want to reach out, if they want to get in touch, if they want to learn more about you, your program or find you on YouTube or anything like that, where can they track you down? Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to go watch the 40 day challenge, I have a, a quick link that you can go a little landing page where you can get full access to it. So it's dfdchallenge.com. So you guys go get free access or you can catch it on the YouTube channel, Real Estate, or it's uh, Driving for Dollars Mastery with Zach Booth or anywhere else, podcasts, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, wherever you guys like content. I create a lot of content. It's exhausting, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And to everybody out there, thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars if you don't mind. I appreciate that so much. That helps other people learn about the show because that helps us rank higher in the Apple Podcast ecosystem. And I'm always honest with you guys. That gives me a nice little warm and fuzzy feeling because I get to see that you're engaging with the content and you're escaping the Wall Street casino along with us. Don't forget to subscribe and catch us here every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Right now, I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye.